3: What's that?
5: Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice?
3: Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No Echo, okay. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Nissan Titan.
5: Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand-new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck. 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract.
3: It is. It'd be perfect.
5: Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore.
3: Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore.
5: That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time?
3: Nissan Titan. That sucks. Don't fear the Reaper, Andy. You know. So I just had a great experience. Uh, I went over to the Cub over here at St. Louis Park by the West End. Mm-hmm. I just run over there because I like to walk around between the morning show and this show. There's a half an hour now. Thank God I did that because it was driving me nuts. Just yeah. go out and walk around a little bit. It's a thrill. So I'm over at Cub, and I'm walking along, and I hear this, hey, that's Tom Bernard. And I turned around. There's three St. Louis Park firefighters. And I went over and talked to them.
5: Sloughing off on the job?
3: (laughs) Yes. They were all three wearing masks, by the way, I want to point it out. Was there a fire nearby? No, no. I think there there was a fire in their belly to have some lunch is what Uh. I think it was. These guys are huge listeners to this show and the morning show. Yep. I mean, they talked yeah. all about their, they, okay. thank you so much for, you know, and look, I'm not trying to rip anybody around any that stuff. They just, people keep telling me, you guys don't go into the panic mode. It's not COVID, 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 COVID. Uh, you do other things. So thank you so much for doing that.
5: You know, who I thought was a rock star this morning was Ray Eric. Uh,
3: and yeah, He right. started
5: telling stories and he told that <laughs> slash story and then he called me up. I said, great story. And he goes, yeah, it was a little long. I said, dude. An overnight guy getting called by Slash who's hammered, and then he has to pay for a for form. That story can go on for an hour, and okay. it's not too long.
3: Uh, Tommy's <laughs> going to show you a picture. Uh, did you see one of the hookers? Yes,
5: I did. I, I texted him back. I said, uh, no, no wonder he quit drinking.
6: <laughs> it's your grandma, well, isn't it? Yeah, no wonder he quit drinking. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We got Tim on the phone.
5: Timmy!
7: How are these rock stars functioning in this climate if they oh, all God. are truly
3: staying at home? I have no yeah, for idea.
6: Real. You can't no. do a, you Can't have a, your biweekly Coke party? How do you live? <laughs> <laughs> it's all we can true. have
3: Coke
7: parties, but we have to stay six feet apart.
6: <laughs> there you go. Indeed. So Early, you do this line and
3: strong. go six feet away. By the way, I did maintain my six feet of difference with the three firefighters from St. Louis Park. And I also told them, you got to watch Tacoma FD because I think you'd love it. Tacoma Fire Department is a show on True TV. It's the Super Trooper guys.
5: Oh, oh, okay.
3: It's very, very funny. There's a scene in there that one of the lead guys' name, one of the guys who, that invented the show, his character's name is Eddie Panisi. And the eye fell off, the, off of his. Uh, his uh, I get uh, it. You know, the what, what do they call them? The back of your.
6: The fire just, truck? Yeah.
5: No, the back on of your, your shirt, jacket.
3: just on your jacket, yeah. wow, whatever the hell they call that. But the eye oh, yeah. fell off, and the guy goes, Hey, man, I never noticed before, your name is Penis with an eye at the end. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> what are you, five years old?
6: Uh, very. Now, nice are, they,
7: are they the same guys that did Reno 911?
6: Mm, I don't think so.
7: Okay, I don't know why. I, was, I don't know, confusing <laughs> the well, two. It's
6: very similar, I think. And maybe Reno 911 1
7: 1 is actually back on Quibi.
6: Oh, it is on Quibi. Ah, Good move. Look at that. Yeah, it's a good move. Uh, That is Ah. really, honestly, the... If you look at, like, what young people, like, between the ages of 12 and 22 watch, it's all five-minute YouTube crap. Boy people, mostly. Well, yes. Girls watch... I mean, they watch YouTube, too, but it's usually... They're more in about the social media, but even on social media the longest of those videos is five minutes long. Yeah. All the kids, that's all they watch is short little bits, like self-contained bits or self-contained, you know, they'll do some tutorials or some, you know, look at this dog found its humans after 23 years or whatever the hell.
7: Well, I mean, I, I, I was going to say thank you, Tom, for having my buddies on, Brian and Adam, earlier. Oh,
6: nicest guys in the
3: world.
7: <laughs> oh, great guys. Yeah, I got to know them uh, through the Twin Cities Film Festival and um, – you know they're right, because I, I, I heard the interview. They they were explaining about this stuff is cinematic quality stuff. So yeah, you can you can replace those stupid five, uh, five dollars five minute YouTube videos with seven and a half minute chapters of movie quality stuff. I mean, the, you have to watch Great Cloud Island because it is really. Really well done. You know, I'm not just saying it to saying it because they're Minnesota guys. They're really talented guys.
6: And did you know that Great Cloud Island is a real place in Minnesota? Oh, yeah. And it's not far away. It's, it's weird. I
5: used to play golf down there all the time. Oh, well, it's it's kind
3: go. of cool, yeah. actually.
5: Tommy, did yeah. you ever play at uh, Mississippi Dunes?
3: Oh, absolutely.
5: Yeah, it's Great Cloud Island. Love it.
3: Okay, here huh. we go. Uh, get away from me, Sprint, What does it say? Jesus, Palomino. That's all I do. I should be the sales manager of all Someone oh, say, hey, tell Doug, car?
5: Just <laughs> Tell them com. Do you no.
3: want me to do it? Yeah, send them to DougAtWalser.com. Uh, <clears throat> you've got a tough life, man. I think I have like seven jobs right now. Yeah. Sales manager at all Walzer stores. <laughs> uh,
5: you don't want that job.
3: <laughs> you don't want that job. Uh, what are you going to do? You're Timmy. good at a lot
5: of things. I don't know if managing a, a sales he force probably would be your Uh be your bailiwick.
3: Unless can I do this, you stupid bastard. Right.
5: <laughs> I've had some sales managers, and that was their technique.
3: <laughs> that was their technique, you stupid bastard. <laughs> That's very funny. Hey,
5: do we have a minute for the president?
3: Oh God, oh, you hear about this, Timmy? Oh, right. Yeah. Timmy, you no, can stay what, on for two what, segments what today. Can you go and stay on for two segments today, Timmy?
7: Well, apparently you have a guest uh,
3: coming up. I so... thought that was, a, uh, that was at like 50, though, wasn't it? Yeah, we got eight minutes. Yeah, okay, got, uh, yeah,
7: I mean, yeah, obviously I'm here till till the guest, so. Yeah. All right,
3: excellent. All right. In any case, so, here's Dougie.
5: All right, well, just play the clip. It speaks for itself.
3: So, is the president talking to who?
5: Jimmy Francis, the mayor of South St. Paul. mayor of South
3: St. Paul. Very good.
8: I was asked to reach out to you, okay, Jimmy Francis, by Chuck Gollop, okay? And uh, he gave me a lot of information about you, and he says he wants to give you the president, he wants the great president to give you a pep talk. And then I hear that you're the mayor of South St. Paul. And I said, well, I hope he respects the fact that I as president, like obviously, are like a much greater leader and a tougher person and somebody of more importance. So as long as he respects that, I'll be okay. I said, I'll give him the message if he respects that. So I assume even though you're the mayor of South St. Paul, you respect your president strongly and, and with tremendous strength. Um, I know you wear blue suits everywhere which is sort of my thing so I don't you know I'm starting to feel like maybe you need a new look because if you noticed I wear the very strong dark blue suit so I think maybe you know we could get along but I need you to like do a different type of suit not a tan suit though that's the Obama that's like the terrible Obama suit so don't do that but maybe just go black suit or gray suit because as you know dark blue suit is is mine um you grew up in a huge family okay I respect that I I've been told I have a huge family. I I don't even know how many kids I have. I think I have three, but they tell me sometimes there's other ones out there. So I respect large families. And I know you were called Mayor Chaos, which I kind of like, you know, because I came to Washington to shake things up. So maybe, you you know, there might be a place, to be honest, in my second term administration for you, because I'm starting to, as long as you switch out of the blue suit, I'm kind of liking some of the things I'm hearing. I like a Mayor Chaos. And you promoted a lot of construction projects I don't know if any of them were Trump projects. I don't, I think I would have remembered that, but maybe we could get into business together. You get work for me and then we can also do side projects. That would be a great call. It's called a partnership. We could do a great partnership. It's a partnership. And uh, you also on the radio, which I thought, I don't know if you know this, but I was going to start a radio show. I chose not to, but uh, you were the Dutchman on the radio and you're a great social media person. You have like, I mean, not as great as me, obviously nobody is. <laughs> I'm thinking we should work together Like in the second term, you should come on board with my administration, just switch to a different color suit, and then we want to bring the chaos and the construction projects and the great social media into my administration so why don't we do that, stay healthy stay safe, okay, during this invisible enemy, trademark bending as I call it, and uh, we'll see what happens
3: Isn't that great? I love that
7: this, I, I've, I've seen the guy do that voice and you know back when um, politicians had a sense of humor and you could have somebody yes. like uh, Chris Farley did Newt Gingrich right oh, God, and, yeah. and then Dana Carvey as Bush where they actually came to the White House and I'm wondering if if Trump would have enough uh, sense of humor about that. I,
5: I would God. hope he would. You know, I posted the first video on my Facebook page where he's talking about Easter and how Christ's last name was really Christwitz because he's Jewish.
3: Christowitz. And
5: I had I've got a lot of far right wing friends, and they all, to a person, they all said, "You know, I'm a big Trump fan, but that was pretty damn funny."
3: Oh, God. Which is good. That's God, which is. hilarious. Spot Spot yes. on. I don't care Spot if you don't on. like Trump or you do like Trump. It's that's great. Well, an
6: impression funny. that isn't just like childish mockery is always. Exactly. Yeah. I'm always look, welcome.
3: I'm looking at my phone right now to see when he actually does call me. <laughs> that's going to be great. Tom, I understand you're making fun of me on your radio show. <laughs> I'd like to know what that's all about.
7: <laughs> you're your fake news, Tom. Your
3: fake, fake news. Fake radio it's all Fake Tom. news, unbelievable.
5: Raised one guy from the
3: dead. It
5: was his son, so he was biased.
3: He was bi- so he was biased. So he raised one guy from the dead. <laughs> Phenomenal. That is a great... B- oh, we have to take a break here. We'll be right back with Timmy Lammers right after this. No, with the we won't. What do you mean? We have a guest. Tim has to go. I thought you said the guest was at the, the, the end of the hour. 11.50. Oh, it's now? Tim, can you call back in the... After this guest? Well, I can uh, call sure. him. Sure,
7: I mean, I don't want to bleed in the Doug segment, but, you know, no, no, no. whatever you want me to do. Well, this, this was, was the, the first Andy, segment. Andy, just call me back. Andy, call me back whenever...
3: Uh... Yep, that's what we'll do. Can do. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks for your cooperation in this. We, uh, I, I'm sorry, I thought... That was my mistake. I thought that Ken was going to be on in the next segment, not this segment.
6: Well, 1150 uh, used to be the last segment, and now it's... That's right. I keep forgetting that. That was
3: my fault, but we'll get Timmy back on after we talk to Ken Mansfield, The Roof, The Beatles' final concert. I cannot wait to talk to Ken (laughs) Mansfield about this. It is up right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael... I was reading on your website about a
9: customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business.
3: Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. I'm having a big day, man. We're listening to little Jimi Hendrix. I interviewed Mike Love for the Beach Boys this morning on the KQ Morning Show. Mike Love's one of my favorite people in the world anyway.
5: Got pictures of a drunken Slash with a hooker.
3: Got pictures He's of drunken Slash great with a hooker. That's, that's exactly day. right. And the hooker likes my great-grandmother. She looks just like her. <laughs> uh, seriously, she looks like she's about 80. Well, I didn't know there were hookskies at 80. Isn't Slash about 80? <clears throat> <So>. Well, no. <laughs> you mean his IQ? Well. Ah, slash is a good guy. Ken Mansfield with us. Ken, how are you? Fine.
10: Great to be here
3: great to have you on sir i just i'm having a wonderful day because uh ken i should mention from 1977 to 1983 i was the regional um regional promotion manager for Capitol records in in the united states so you know having the having the the beatles on you know the beatles catalog uh able to use that then having the beach boys mike love as i said all these different people and then having you on uh, now, you you ran uh, Apple Records for the United States in the United States area, right?
10: That's correct. In what years were you at Capitol?
3: 77 to 83.
10: Okay. Because uh, I'll just, uh, for your listeners, uh, you had a plum job. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was just telling, it's funny, I was just talking to somebody about that because I was national promotion manager and I started out as a district promotion manager for the West Coast. And the fact that we had the Beatles, and, of course, the beach oh. was But it was your ticket to everything. You had that bunch of albums in the back oh, yeah. of your car. You tipped the uh, parking lot guys. You, you you know, you. I don't know. It was just, and of course, you were the Beatles guy, so you were the main promotion
3: man around. Yeah. Oh, Ken, I'll, I'll never forget. There's a radio station in East St. Louis, uh, and East St. Louis is almost, I don't know, about 100%, but it's, uh, a very high number, percentage of African-American. Uh, uh, That's where Chuck Berry's from. Yeah, Chuck Berry's from there. That's exactly right. I get a call one day from, uh, what the hell was that radio station there? God, it's got a very famous caller. In St. Louis? Yeah, in, in East St. Oh. Louis, in the oh, R&B okay. station in East St. Louis. I get a call from the program director one day. He goes, hey, Tom, let me ask you a question. I say, what's that, man? He goes, can you, can, would you do a promotion with me? I said, absolutely, we'll do promotions, no problem. I said, what promotion do you want to do? And he goes, well, I want to give away a Beatles catalog. I'm like, you're an artist. Lou Rawls or something, right? <laughs> exactly. So here's the best part, Ken, and this means something to Ken, but probably nobody else. He goes, the only problem is, Tom, like, because I said, yeah, I can send you a Beatles catalog. No problem. You can give it away. He goes, only one, one thing, Tom. They got to be cleans, man. They got to be cleans. So Cleans would be not stamped for promotion use only. Ah,
9: giving them away. eh?
10: (laughs) That's your clue right there what that's all about. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Ken, great talking to you. Great talking especially about the roof, the Beatles' final concert. You were there.
10: Yes. And uh, that was just uh, talk about, I would think I was just really blessed to be at Capitol in the first place. And to have that evolve into, um, you know, being the U.S. manager of Apple was just, something beyond my imagination, because I came from the northern part of the United States, too, in the Idaho Panhandle. Oh, okay. So here's this young kid that came off next to the Indian reservations up there, and how I made it from there to the rooftop, shall we say, in London with the Beatles, I can't put that together in my mind. I just, because I never intended to be in the music business. That was a dream. That was something I couldn't even imagine. So when I did get hired by Capital, I was working for the Saturn and Se- Severe Space Program in San Diego. Really? And I, my, my degree was uh, in uh, foreign trade. I had a Bachelor of Science in foreign trade. But in college, I got in a band, naturally, and we started playing, you know, pizza joints and stuff like that. And got noticed by some people at Capital, and uh, that's where I started the friendship from somebody offering me a job up there. So I go to work at Capital uh, the first working day of 1965 in August, oh, God. I got the Beatles in tow, you know. And uh, uh, and also, they had what day off in California, which they usually didn't have on this tour. And so they invited me up to the house. We just hung around the pool. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, I was a young guy with uh, that they, now here's the thing, and don't take this wrong but uh, they were kind of fascinated with me as much as I was with them because, you know, anybody, like the kids in Liverpool who grew up in working-class families, mm-hmm. what did they see and think about? You know, California surfing, sunshine, the, the California girls and all this stuff. And here I was, this uh, 20-some-year-old guy with a suntan, Cadillac convertible, house up in the Hollywood Uh-oh. Hills. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, everything they had envisioned all these years ago. So, it was just a natural, natural thing, and uh, so.
3: <laughs> so, can you took? Did you take the job? So that the Capitol had just signed the Beatles, what, like one year early or something like that?
5: Yeah, I
3: missed
10: the. Uh, well, they they did the sixty four tour, so I, right. I I missed that one. So I don't know quite when they got signed before that. I know they they Capitol turned them down a few times yep. because we had we had the first right to any EMI act out of out of Europe because we were an EMI company so uh, we that's why there's a few other records out there but it was and it was still fresh to them you Now I talked to this about, about this in the roof about how uh, they uh, were you know because I started out with them back then and they were like still kind of enamored and excited about what they're doing in the 65 tour but by the time they hit the 66 tour when I worked with them you could see that the you know the frost was on the pumpkin or off the pumpkin? I don't know what the saying is. But, uh, the, the, the glimmer was off the road. I, I mixed my metaphor, so I better stop right there. No problem.
3: <laughs> the whole thing, Ken, I, you know, it's really great talking to a record guy because I look back at those <laughs> yeah. days and you, and you just realize how damn lucky you were. Because there is no yeah. record business anymore. I don't, is there? I mean, yeah. I suppose there is, but it's not like it used to be.
11: Yeah.
10: See, I know, I know what you used to do, too, see, without even... Oh, so here we
5: go. <laughs> well, it's it's ba- the business is
3: backwards now, right? It I mean, is. In yeah. the old days, it you, you
5: toured to support the records, and now you give the music away to bring people into the tour.
3: Ken, yeah. you mind, do you mind uh, a little language? Do you mind that at all?
5: A little language? Uh, you, know, you mean a little, swearing.
3: A little swearing. Just one word, well, though.
10: It's your show.
3: Okay, I just wanted to, I get a Bruce yes. Bruce Wendell was a director of promotion, he's the vice president of promotion for Capital Time. A guy named Bruce Wendell out of Philadelphia. Yeah. And Bruce it. and I got along really, really well. Bruce calls me one day and he goes, Hey Tommy, let me ask you a question, all right? I said, Yeah, sure, Bruce, what's up? He goes, uh, it's kind of a tough question, but just tell me the truth, you know, we can handle it either way. I said, Yeah, no problem, Bruce. What's the question? He goes, did you tell the program director at WHO in Des Moines to go fuck himself? I said, Yeah I did. And he goes, Okay, and hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> I bet then you bet you bet you got a lot of records there, didn't you? <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah,
10: you get, well it was the Beatles, about, the Beach
3: Boys. I was okay. <laughs> let me
10: tell you about Bruce Wendell. Uh, he was the program music director at K KBLA which was trying to make their way as a new rock station and knock out KRLA and right. KHJ. K-H-J yeah. And so when uh, the Beatles invited me up to their house that day, they said I could bring a friend. Oh. So I thought, you know what? I think KBLA is going to really rise up fast. I think it's going to be the hit station. So it was four, the fourth listed rock station in L.A., and so I invite Bruce Wendell to go up with me. And oh, I figured, my I, God, Brucey. Oh, I, will, I will own this guy from now on. And uh, I did it a great chance that, you know, Dick Morton, the KRLA or k these people would be mad at me. But I took Bruce with me. And uh, we get up there, and I'm being really cool. And he made a uh, total, well, anyway, he was asking for autographs, for asking to get pictures taken, asking, it was kind of like a what we call the Nashville, a germ. You know, somebody <laughs> just, just just gloms on the artist and does all those things and just really embarrassed me. So I thought, okay, fine. I couldn't get a record played on that radio station. Oh. <laughs> uh, he just totally tuned me out. And you know how precious some of these little gems you can have as a promotion man that, that gets you in with a station. So oh, yeah. I really, I really wasted that one.
4: <laughs> God, Bruce.
3: We should mention to people that Bruce Wendell, in his younger days, looked a lot like Warren Beatty. Oh, yes. wow right yeah he did you the know, handsome young guy but yeah he was something to work he was a great guy for me to work work with ken yeah but, well, but again that job I'm... when you walk in the door and they go um for the older people we got all the early recordings of frank sinatra and dean martin and for the younger people we have the beatles and the beach boys and it was like you're right i didn't even work ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
10: <laughs> terrible Okay, you and I could probably talk forever about those days. But
3: anyway, no question about it. The book is called "The Roof: The Beatles' Final Concert." Do you look back, Ken, and just go, "My God, how lucky was I to have been there?"
10: Yes, I was. Uh, I, I try, like I said, I try to put it together in my mind. And I remember when they invited me to uh, come over to London for the first time of uh, getting on that plane and landing in London. Uh, and you know Peter, uh, Peter and Gordon were our capital artists. Yep. So when Peter Gordon came to L.A., I was the first guy to pick him up. So I'd pick him up at the airport and take him around. I get off the plane and there's Peter Asher waiting for me with a white Rolls Royce limo to take me, God. you know, to places because he was now with Apple, and it was just such a neat switcheroo there. But uh, yeah, it was very special. And you know what? Mm-hmm. What I want people, you you and I are talking about these personal things, and we don't get to. Getting get enough of that for people that haven't been in the music business. Right. In the time with the Beatles, um, and you'd worked with acts that some of them were stars or some of them weren't stars, and the ones that weren't stars thought they were stars were the worst ones. Uh,
3: no doubt about it, Ken. You
10: know, and the Beatles were, once you were inside some inner circle, you know, and there were different levels of, you know, different inner circles, you were one of them. They never treated you like, well, hey, I'm a Beatle and you're not. They were just, uh, you're part of the team, and they were friends, and they were, you know, we worked together, and uh, that day on the roof, for me, uh, to sit there five or six feet away from them, and being only, there was only four of us that were up there with, that weren't working, and that was Yoko and myself, Marine Ringo's wife, and uh, Chris O'Dell, who was Peter Asher's assistant, and... To sit there and see the most memorable moment in rock and roll was something, uh, as soon as they started playing, I knew something was happening, but I couldn't put my finger on it, because people think I'm daft when I say this, but it was just another day at the office. There was always something going on in that building, with the Beatles, with the Hells Angels were there, or the Hare Krishnas, or somebody was recording, or just, you know, it was just every day, so didn't think anything about it until it start they started playing and there was all kind of dissension going on. There was really a lot of problems, but when they started playing and you can look at the video, um, uh, let it be filmed, and see John look over at Paul or Paul look over at John. You could see that it's like they said, Hey, you know what? Uh, forget all the other stuff that's going on. This is who we are. This is who we have been. We've been mates for a long time. We've had success beyond anything we ever dreamed. And, uh, this is what we are—a good, live rock and roll band. It's what we've always been. It's what we are now. And uh, I've written seven books, but I wrote my favorite line in this book. And I wrote, "When they came up on the roof, they came up without a sound check, but they went back down the stairs with a soul check." And I just really think they needed that last moment together, just to, you know, put together who they were. Yeah.
5: You know? and I also. I've got two, I have two questions for you. I'm a big okay. Beatles fan, and, and that's I, I love hearing them play live, which is, you know, kind of rare, actually. Did it sound that good sitting up there on the roof as it did on the final mix? And the second question is, why is that movie so hard to find?
3: Yeah,
10: it is. <clears throat> yeah, for both of them, uh, I couldn't really hear, you know, like like a really cool, like you're talking about hearing, because it was, windy up there, and we were getting some things, you know, we, other things we weren't quite hearing. But it was sounded like a live concert, very much. But What I was surprised at is when you listen to the raw tapes and you listen to what they finished with, the quality that Alan Parsons got, you know, on the miking up there on that cold, windy roof and the sound and the tuning was so good, it just blows me away. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and that was the second part. Um, uh, how?
5: Why is it so hard to find that movie?
10: You know, I was told very early on that they uh, were going to redo that. Mal Evans, before he
5: died, told me, he
10: said, hey, Ken, you're going to be really excited because you're going to be in the new film more, because, you know, it's up there with the white coat, so it's easy to spot. But uh, I've been hearing ever since that came out that it was going to be redone. And so I don't think, um, me, it almost felt like it was pulled or something. I'm not quite sure, because I, I tried to see it sometimes and wasn't able to, I know.
5: Yeah, I remember watching it when it first came out, and I've got a stepson who's, uh, he's 21, but I think he was actually born in 1960 or 55 because he loves 60s and 70s music. And I said, hey, we should watch Let It Be. I looked all over for it. This is about a year ago. Couldn't find it anywhere.
3: Really? Yeah. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, the book is called The Roof, The Beatles' Final Concert. Ken Mansfield, you got to have you back on again, Ken. we got we got to have like an hour-long session where we talk about the record business and what a skate it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
10: It, 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 it really was. It was magic. And for me to come out of Saturn, the space, you know, the pro space program and go into the music business, I tell people I went from one space program to another space program. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
3: Ken, thank you for your time, sir. Have a thank great you. day. Have a good day, sir. Thank
10: you. Bye. Thank you for having
3: me again. Bye. Absolutely. Ken Mansfield, the book's called The Roof, The Beatles' Final Concert. God, I love doing that. See, I, all those memories came rushing yeah. back, and it was literally Bo Siegel, who was working at uh, Electra uh, at the time, uh, he and I shared a house over in Kenwood, and I don't know if we ever left the house. <laughs> I mean, What's that? It was. I mean, he had Linda Ronstadt. He had. Well, he had the Eagles. I think at that time, didn't he? They were, what, I can.
5: I can never remember which labels on? on which, unless I can picture it in my mind. I can't
3: remember. He had them all. In any case, we'll be back in just a couple of seconds. We'll bring back Timmy uh, for his report right after this with the family. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty-six months. Ladies and gentlemen, you go from talking about the Beatles to talking about Tim Lammers. What do you think of that? It doesn't get any better. What's up? I'm Tim Lammers from Liverpool. Tim Lammers from Liverpool. We're here to talk to you today. What uh, That brought some memories back to me, Tim, talking to Ken Mansfield about the record business back in those days. Gosh. Oh, what a great time that was. Unbelievable. And when I look back and realize that I was only 25 years old when I started that job.
7: Oh, my God. That's crazy.
3: It was. To be around all those people at 25 years old, you're like, really? Okay. Whatever.
7: (laughs) Well, I heard you talking uh, this morning, too, uh, after my segment about uh, you were talking to Mike Love.
3: Yes, right. And then
7: talking about Brian Wilson and and backstage and
3: everything like that. It made me very sad.
13: What a a, a dream, you know?
3: Yep. I've had a hell of a life, man. Whether it's voiceover or radio or record business or whatever, I never had a real job in my life. Isn't yeah. that weird? I was—I guess I was it. I tied iron for a while, and I made garbage cans for a while, but that was about it.
7: Yes, indeed. Well, you know, I mean, look—you—you you, uh, you appreciate everything that you've done. And, oh God, and that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that really makes for a lot of it. You know, it's funny because. Um, after I, I hung up uh, today and you guys were talking about Ben Diesel bitching and moaning about people no, oh, having to get yep. into shape and everything and then I sent Brian an article uh, about you know just how he is such of a pain in the ass yeah on um, on the set you know at, at press junkets he's late all the time and you know he's holding up productions so they're waiting two hours because he's on a what are those? Uh, he's like on a scooter or whatever, driving around the set, goofing off and stupid stuff like mm. that. It's like, you know what? I, I, one thing I've commented to Brian, I said, you know what? All this is going to come to an end because the studios have lost their asses yep. during this, this outbreak. <laughs> right. And you know what? The, the time for wasting money is over with. Yeah. they're not gonna let these guys get away with this anymore
6: it's exactly what happened to the uh, video game industry in the uh, late 90s early 2000s they were putting uh, they had studios like penthouse studios with arcades in them and like like ping pong tables all sorts of stuff they'd be having $300 dinners every day because you know got to treat your employees right etc cetera, etc cetera. but that is the that's a litmus test for a bubble that's about to burst is when that kind of thing happens.
7: <laughs> and boy, did it ever burst. Yep. Oh, wow.
8: It's so, going to yeah, happen.
7: So, so you're actually, you're, are you considering seeing Bloodshot then, Tommy?
3: I think so, yeah, after you descri- uh, describe. I'm not a big Vin Diesel fan because oh. I talked to him a couple of times. What a prick. You but you he's know, a I, I actor. I never yeah. have talked
7: with him directly. I was on, and I rarely do these things because they're such a pain in the ass. Um, but it was um, a conference call with him one time, and, you know, it just—it was a nothing deal. I got—I asked him one or two questions, and I could have cared less if I ever talked with him again. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. some yep. people are great, believe me. I, again, I, and I'm not complaining because I've had plenty of uh, wonderful opportunities to talk with different folks. But, you know, some people its like, okay, all right, I, I don't need to talk with Ben again.
3: <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you 100%.
7: You know, and he can be entertaining. Again, I think that this is the sort of movie that just fits his, you know, talents, whatever you want to call it. Well, I think he has a great presence in movies, and this is just, it has just an interesting enough angle to make it a little bit different. Again, it started like, okay, RoboCop ripoff, and here we go again, and then then we find out a little more, you know, some other things that are going on. It's like, well, this is, this is interesting. Like I was saying, it, it was twenty dollars premium video on demand when it came out. After being in the theaters for about a week, I wouldn't spend twenty bucks on it, but definitely, you know, the five or six bucks—it's—it's it's not bad. It's not bad at all.
3: That's the ticket. Yeah, I will give it a. I'll give it. a – I have not seen a Vin Diesel movie in a long time, so I guess I could watch another one.
7: Yeah. Well, I tell you what—the Fast and Furious stuff. Um, I thought at first it was a decent enough franchise then it got silly and then The Rock came aboard and it got to the point where okay these guys are just they're in on the joke, they know it's ridiculous and then the last Fast and Furious movie, Ben got all serious again and that's when it looked silly Um, but The Rock was still in Mm. on the joke and then of course there was the the, uh, locked horns and The Rock called him a candy ass and Yep. That was all she wrote. The rock is out of the franchise because Vin's the big producer, you know. That's his baby. So uh, you know, I, I really wasn't excited about seeing this one at all, and that was probably a good thing because when you don't have expectations, uh, sometimes you can be surprised, and that was the case here.
3: I could see that. So be your lead. so basically uh, this this weekend because Catherine's not coming back till tomorrow afternoon. So I have tonight. And most my, I was going to play golf tomorrow, but now I found out it's going to be 40 degrees, so I will not be playing golf when it's 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah, That will not be happening, ladies and gentlemen. But um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be watching the Identity. I took the lead on that. I guess, that looks really good. It's got Ray Liotta in it and oh, sure. a bunch sure. of good people in it. Uh, they want me to watch Phantasm, which I guess is a, this way overstated uh, horror film.
7: Yeah, it's it's been up for well decades. It's decades old, but it is really good.
3: seventy nine. Really, and it was on seventy nine, and then yeah. blood, and then what's it called? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. It, it bloodshot. Is bloodshot. Yeah.
7: But if you can, and maybe you mentioned it on KQ, and I missed it earlier this week. The last full measure. If you yes, did,
3: I definitely watch it. I'll watch that with Catherine, though. Definitely.
7: Oh yeah, definitely, and, and yeah, especially since she liked Midway so much. Yep. Um, but. Um, I got uh, a, a handful of folks from uh, KQ after the review last week talking about The Last film Measure, and they went ahead and watched it, and they all loved it. So, you know, and, and of course, the questions come, well, why was this not a hit? And, you know, it, it again, it, was, it wasn't in enough theaters. Uh, it just didn't play that long, uh, small marketing budget, whatever. But the way now we can get people to see it is see it and talk about it. That's the main thing. So... You know, definitely see it because it is, it, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. And the, you know those, Tommy, do not they don't come along too often. That so, is a fact. And that in 1917. I mean, it's an incredible true story, yep. uh, The Last full Measures. You've got to, again, when Catherine gets back, where is she exactly? Is she... Uh,
3: She's uh, up at a cabin with Alex and the kids and uh, no, Katie and, and as Dana. As you
7: say, shoulder to the wheel, Tommy. Oh, shoulder it's all to all, the yeah, wheel.
3: That's all she ever does is work. It's nonstop.
13: <laughs> no, I was talking about your shoulder to the wheel. Oh, my.
7: Oh, yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> that makes more sense. I'll go with you on that one.
13: Yeah.
3: I don't know. So, as long as she's having fun, we're good to go, right? Yeah,
7: that's good. That's good. you got to get away,
3: man. you got to get away. Yep, you
7: do. Really social distance.
6: It is true. Well, You're talking about like World War Two, Vietnam War, you know, all these uh mm-hmm. any movie made about those periods are going to focus at least somewhat on the nobility and sacrifice of the soldiers that fought in there. Yeah. And it just makes me think, how much would it suck to be like one of the handful of people who died in like the invasion of Grenada? Oh god. Because yeah. no one's going to make a movie about you. No. That's true. But for some reason, dying in Vietnam, dying in Germany, whatever, that's like, you know, you made the ultimate sacrifice and you're a hero forever. But there's all these people who, you know, like in small-scale little skirmishes, they still died, but it's like it's a skirmish that meant nothing. Their death meant nothing, and you never hear about it.
7: Well, one thing these movies do for me, Andy, and I'm glad you brought that up, was you know, again, uh, when you see uh, the acts of selflessness, which you do get in The Last Full Measure, obviously it's based on a guy who saved 60 lives, who we, at least I didn't hear of before this film. But I, I generally leave movies like Hacksaw Ridge and Saving Private Ryan and 1917 and The Last Full Measure with appreciation for everybody who has served. And I try to, you know, spread that message, too, whenever I see one of these movies. It, it just gives you a, a, a great appreciation of the sacrifices people, you know, soldiers mm-hmm. have made as a whole. You know, and it's tough to lump everybody in, you know, um, but that's really the best way you can do it, because you're right, there are going to be stories that we're never going to see. No. Hell, if it took this long to tell the story of a guy in Vietnam,
3: yeah. I
7: mean, you're right. Uh, something about, the, you know, five people involved in the invasion of Grenada. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
6: For that matter, why do we never hear about the Korean War anymore? No, you don't. Gosh, you know what? Yeah,
7: I mean, uh, you got MASH, and that's about it.
6: Yeah, Vietnam's got <laughs> about 80 billion things. And that's things. where my father served.
7: My father was in the Korean
6: War. Yeah, when I was a kid, that's like the war that the uh, older men were, at. they like served in, There was Korea. <laughs> yep. And then it became, you know, dad's generation is Vietnam, and then my generation is uh, like unnamed skirmish in the Middle East. Yes, exactly.
8: Yeah, yeah. So, All right, Timmy. Yeah,
7: it, you know, see that, and, and again, it's. I'm glad that, you know, we're talking about these films, because, again, because they're not around for long in certain venues, but, you know, now it's up to everybody that has seen it to, talk about it and get those stories told so other people can see them.
3: We'll get it done. Timmy, thanks for your patience today. I appreciate it.
7: Hey, hey not a problem at all. You know, um, we'll uh, talk next week on the KQ Morning Show On this show, and uh, have a great weekend and stay safe.
3: Sounds, sounds great. You too. Okay, yeah. We'll be back with the family.
5: Tommy, I need a favor. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do
3: you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay, Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Nissan Titan.
5: Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck. 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract.
3: to it be perfect.
5: Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore.
3: Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore.
5: That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time?
3: But I won't back down. down. No, I. <coughs> yeah.
11: yeah,
3: yeah. Won't back down. Back down. We won't back down. Gonna I will Gonna. Stand my I don't know.
11: No, I.
3: Wonder how I used to sing without. A, I, I suppose I did open down. my mouth when I was singing. That's probably made made the big difference there. So that's good. Yeah, I think right. You
0: kind of have to.
3: You kind of do have to open your yapper if you're gonna sing. That is very very. Although some people don't. Like rumors spread around in that
9: Texas
3: town. Hey,
0: new career right there.
3: The mumbling ZZ top. No question about it. So, what's the latest in the news? That's what I want to
0: know. Oh, God. Do we have to look at the news? Well,
3: yes. I mean, it it is.
11: No. Why not? Don't make me. Because Because it's it's also
0: awful.
3: Oh, there you go. Now the Pope on George Floyd. I don't really understand how he brought the two together here. <laughs> Even
0: Tim is like so sick. <laughs> it's like the my
3: pope God. on George Floyd. And
1: hey, like at this point, if you haven't said anything until just now, like just, just don't, don't say anything because yeah. we already know that you don't really fake. care. Yeah, you're just being bullied into saying something.
3: How about the Pope says abortion isn't the only life issue. So he's basically comparing you to aborted babies. But other than that... <laughs> how does, that, that, make you God, how does that make you feel? Kevin? Of even course, abortion
1: isn't the only life issues.
3: Even the Pope. What are you going to do? Uh, actually, a lot of it's not that bad. Uh, mm. Trump's plan for the polls, an icebreaker fleet by 2029. What, why what? doesn't he just calm down? What is
0: fleet? What is that? I don't even I don't understand what that means.
3: A uh, memo asked for a review of possible locations, icebreaker capabilities. Countries, including China and Russia, are increasing their military presence in the high Arctic. And U.S. Uh, President Trump is looking to follow suit.
0: Why don't they just stay out of there?
3: Now that they're there, we have to go just in there. get
0: out of there. Why are they up there anyway? Well,
3: because it's a new uncharted territory right. they can launch missiles from. Oh, good. I know. It's unbelievable. So, I, you know, I was thinking about this all day, and I talked about this this morning. It is our leadership right now is so dreadful in the world, and it's not just in America; it's everywhere. Our leadership is terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, you look at all the things that are going on, and the rest of this—I, uh, whatever—makes you sad, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if there's no good reason to be up there, then they just shouldn't be up there, right? Yeah. If it's just cause mayhem, just don't.
3: Well, that's what it no. is. It's just set up a Set up a, a base up there. Oh my uh, God. Italian oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to
1: say if you, if you want to have a good cry there's I just saw an article that a 26 year old guy that was killed in Afghanistan by an IED he left on his laptop goodbye letters to his wife and six month old daughter nope. that oh. nope. like nope. after the like it says two days after the oh. funeral she opened up the laptop and found two files named dear Emma and no. dear whatever the wife's uh, name was no. and had uh, <laughs> like yeah, so if you want to have a good cry. No,
3: I'm not if doing you that. Want to have a girl, she's already
11: crunched. <laughs> no. Way to go, Tevin.
3: Hard pass. I my, my, can't handle that. My <laughs> Dear sobbing. wife, tear up. <sighs> I did that this morning, too, though. Well, when I was tear talking up? to Tevin about JB, tear I teared up a little bit.
0: Dear <laughs> bit. Catherine, letter in case I die before I. No,
11: no,
3: Dear no, I <laughs> Dear <laughs> Catherine. In
11: case I die.
3: You know what I love? Italians are very special because Catherine and I were talking <laughs> about last night. We were watching. We were watching mm-hmm. uh, Almost Genius, which is not a bad show. It's a, it's a like a clip show. Never heard of Chris it. Chris Fairbanks and April Richardson star in it. Don't
11: know why there's
3: those people. You don't know Almost?
1: No, it's an almost Never Genius. Never heard
3: of any of these things. What the hell? Now I forgot what I was talking about. Why did I reference
1: Italians? To are amazing. Oh,
6: Italians. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy up there. How right great! He owns a company <laughs> he called, a task.
3: He owns a company called Fagioli's. Okay. Hey, let me tell you, if you want to come in, come on in. I mean, you could still do that accent because it doesn't offend anybody, right? <laughs> Which I think is hilarious.
0: Let's call some Italians and ask
3: them Now out. here we here's an Italian you can ask right here. An Italian woman, uh, as docs doctors, as doctors operated on her brain, she stuffed 90 olives. It's Italian, she's stuffing olives while her brain's being. Oh. It's like what the what? hell? What? they removed a brain tumor while she was stuffing Uh-oh. olives. Why?
2: Well, they do that what? when what? they do brain surgery, They'll have Pardon? you do certain things really? to make sure. Uh, okay. It, um. Oh, God, I can't remember where I saw it, but like, like for so functionality don't, yeah, reasons, so yeah. Poke the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, Killers. they would yeah. control your hands. Wouldn't be good. Yeah, they've had like musicians had having brain surgery, like playing guitar while they're doing it.
1: Maybe I'm just sure. not yeah, smart. I saw that guy, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
4: Why are you not like all under it all, it. all the way?
1: Stupid, Why are you not like? I would assume that if you're getting brain surgery, you're... you
3: can't be put all the
1: way. Oh, you can't be brain put brain all the way under. I guess not. Oh, okay.
11: They'll talk to you. They'll have you like <clears throat> say the alphabet. You're unaware of what's going on up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and also they would like they would probably have to put me under because I'd be making jokes and like asking them about like, hey, what's, like, what's going on up there? Is everything <laughs> to check out? Can you add some things? I want to have some abilities when this well, is I would over.
2: like to know what she was stuffing olives with because blue they're not cheese. very big. Cheese. Blue, I cheese. cheese, blue cheese,
1: yeah.
11: Oh, pimentos. Okay.
3: This is hilarious.
11: Almonds.
2: I'm
3: Playing instruments that. while your brain is getting operated on is so last decade. <laughs> Just ask Donna, who recently whipped up a traditional Italian snack while surgeons removed a tumor from her brain. She's making a little Italian right. snack. I feel, like,
11: yeah. I feel like if you offered right. those olives to me, I'd be like, mm, I'm good. Why not? Your brain. There's no
3: brain right. matter. She, was she, was sent, so.
1: she sent those to like the nearest bar for some martinis. <laughs> yeah. and.
11: You want your brain juice yeah. all
3: this over is my a, olives. Before she they started the thing, she asked if she could prepare ninety Ascoli style olives. They said, okay. and
1: "The only way that story <laughs> could be better is if she was like, because I need these for like a family gathering. Go <laughs> ahead, yeah, oh, yeah. like, like right like right
3: tomorrow. To there, so yeah, I got to head
1: down to <laughs> yeah. family reunion.
3: Hey, how's your brain? Sunday Forget dinner. about
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> these olives are amazing. These <laughs>
11: olives. <laughs> It's a special ingredient. She works on an Italian. These, these
1: olives will blow your mind. She works on some oh, Italian
3: God. snacks while she's getting her brain worked. I love Italian what people. What would you
11: choose to do if you
2: had Ooh, your good brain question. worked
3: on?
1: Good question.
11: Okay, what
2: would
5: you, you choose?
3: Did I have to, would I have to wait <laughs> through them finding it?
11: Okay. Is there one up okay? there? Okay.
3: you got a microscope. You're going to brain. Gotta what would you what's do?
11: Cooking. Well, you have to be laying down.
3: Obviously, I'd be talking because I don't ever shut up anyway. Mm. Yeah, so I would yeah, be talking. Yeah, well, thanks up. for the support that down there. I mean, she looks at me like, well, that's <laughs> true.
11: <Did laughs> you say you
2: could do the KQ Morning Show. Yeah, while you could do the KQ Morning Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Wally, wa-
3: we, we did a KQ Morning Show while Wally Walker was having a vasectomy. So we yeah. already did one end.
1: Wait, like he was on the show while having a vasectomy? Yeah.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and a great part of it is Mike Gelfand was doing the play-by-play from the operating room. <laughs> that's awesome. And he goes, you wouldn't believe the smell. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> he cauterized it. So like burning hair." Uh, it smells
12: like burning oh hair
1: and Mike
7: not smell it, <laughs> no.
3: <laughs>
1: That's a high point in the Tom Bernard career. That's oh, probably yeah. what got you into the Radio Hall oh, of Fame, no, right there. Yeah, oh there. that, that
3: was, it pushed me right over the top. From <laughs> when that they're operating on your
0: brain, do you like doing, like, you know, reflexes? Right? Like sort pulling like, like a here. tendon just on, just, a,
3: chicken on you, a chicken leg? Depends on which part they touch, yeah, I suppose. I'm wondering,
8: yeah. Because
3: I remember back in the 70s, I think it was, they touch people's brains with electrodes and their arm would go up in the air And it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I had, was weird. when
11: I had a spinal block for surgery once I lost control of my arms and hands, oh, yeah. so they were just doing this for like point, two point, hours point, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's really really coming back
0: That's alive, okay, honey. It's, really it's completely weird. normal. Don't, don't worry.
1: No!
11: They were like, you'll be numb from the waist down for two hours, and I was numb from the neck down for seven.
1: Well, well <laughs> oh my god. I would have a freak out. At, I was uh, two hours and one minute, I'm yeah, freaking out.
3: Yeah. And I was just
11: like yeah, and I was just laying there like, okay, here we are. Arms yeah. freaking out. Yeah, it was very yeah.
1: The list of things that I would Uh-oh. do while under brain surgery probably would probably be pretty short because I couldn't yeah. like watch like a football game because i 'cause I'm gonna like scream and like just uncontrollably yeah. freak like out. freak out yeah. Or, yes. so yeah, you'd have to do something that's gonna I feel keep like I'd, you calm. Like, peel vegetables or something.
11: Like, <laughs> peel something, vegetables. Something productive. Oh, okay. Something productive. That do you do something like, productive. Dinner's ready. I play
0: Sudoku
1: or something. Yeah, maybe play a video game. I can't game. do that
11: when I'm not having brain surgery. I say that they should just put me under. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you I can't. Just don't want to no. know. What would you do? I don't want to be
0: around like I'm going to
1: risk it. Knit. Yeah.
11: Learn to knit. Well, yeah. you would do Duolingo. That's I can do my German, German. lessons.
3: <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh, this is uh, might be the first of what we're going to hear a lot of, ladies and gentlemen. This morning, The story just came out. Well, actually no that's not true it came out last night dc national guardsman test positive for covid19 oh well you knew that was gonna (laughs) happen
11: i saw this thing that was like a doctor tweeted it and it was like um two weeks from now donald trump will be blaming the black lives matter protests for a rise in covid and as a doctor i have to we have to get ahead of this and know that it's not true and i was like but. Yeah, but the. It is. But, like, the it is. I
1: mean, but can the National Guard get COVID if they are only close enough to just tear gas and no, fire rubber bullets? Them. The, the
8: protests oh, really? Spit
1: on them, yeah. Yeah, well, that'll do it.
8: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that'll, that'll yeah. do it. I'm
11: like, I saw that and I was like, I'm not saying that like, Donald Trump's obviously a nutcase. Clearly, on, what do you mean? He's, He's even keeled. <laughs> but, and it's nothing against protests. like. No. Whatever, but like a bunch of people yeah, close oh, together, together. Well, even, what's gonna even spread? Even like
1: when we were on the thirty-five W bridge, like there was at one point, we're all sitting there and it's quiet, and somebody just goes. Well, if we don't all have the Rona in two weeks, it's all fake. Like, <laughs> yeah. everybody's, like Everybody's got masks on and stuff, but they're just like, I mean, at this point, Well, and you see so many pictures of nothing. people
11: at protests with their masks like down here. And it's yeah. like, why
0: are yeah. you even oh, I know. wearing them? I love that look where they're the wearing it below their chin.
2: Exactly.
1: like yeah.
11: That kind of
2: defeats the Damn, whole purpose. Dan so- we just
0: got a scolding email from our sales department at Coldwell Banker Burnett. Why? It's <laughs> like, okay, so... The people that have masks on, you can't wear them on your chin or your head, or dangling from an ear. They must be over your nose and mouth if you're going to be in the office. Yeah, there you go. Can't be on a cheek, mm-hmm. over your eyes. It has to be over your nose and mouth. We need to take a nap. <laughs> well,
3: you gotta take a break. Don McLean is up next with the family. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael. I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North
9: Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business.
3: Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
7: I started
2: singing
3: Love it, ladies and gentlemen. Is Don ready to go? I
2: believe
3: so. Mr. McLean, how are you? Is he here? Not here yet. Very
11: there
3: he is. Yeah. Don? I don't think Don can
1: hear. Me. Nope.
2: Oh, he's probably not there yet. I think he was working on it, so hopefully he'll. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah, whatever. Do you think he ever gets tired of hearing that song? One thousand
3: percent. No, I do not, because he made a lot of money with that song. That's true. Oh, play it again, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I get another nickel. (laughs)
5: Hello.
3: Oh, there you are. Yeah, how are you? Here I am. Don McLean, ladies and gentlemen. Don, I'm sorry you're going to get sick of me, but I do the morning show, which you were just on, and now I do this afternoon show. And I got—I can't do a show oh. without having Don McLean on, talking about uh, oh. the Time Life project. How are you, sir?
13: Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Uh, nice to talk to you again. Um, well, you know about the project. Time Life is putting 11 albums and 173 tracks uh, on every streaming platform, whatever that means. Um, and they're, uh, they've also come out with this YouTube channel as
3: well. So I think that's a wonderful thing. We had talked about, uh, and then Don actually did challenge me to sing, uh, what was it, uh, Wasn't Crying, it was Since I Don't Have You. Is that what it was? Something, I remember. Yeah,
13: that's my, That's the best song I ever ma- I recorded. I think that's the best song i ever made.
3: Well, it is, an, I it is amazing. But I, well, I'll tell you what, though, Don, all of the stuff, well, first of all, as I've told you many times, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think you're one of the best singers ever born, so that doesn't hurt. No, thank you.
13: No, so I would have been, you know, just a singer, probably, if I had, um, you know, been born in the 40s. I would have been a big band singer or something like that.
9: No, that's probably
3: That is probably true. Don, Don you were talking about, we were talking about your music and, and how you cut things together and... And how certain people get... What's not name? It, it was a, a guy named Philip? I think you were talking about, came in and helped with the project. You remember ta- talking to me about that a couple of days ago? And how um, <coughs> it brought the song together and it made this great, great thing out of it that you were looking for. It was a great reference.
13: Oh, you mean the American Pie
3: song? Yeah, huh? yep.
13: Well, I started out to try to write a big song about America, and I didn't, and it was a whole different world then, you know, it was a lot of, uh, somewhat like it is now, I think they're trying to bring back the 60s, yep. Yep. Uh, a lot of people in the streets, but they were a lot of uh, cities on fire, you know, and um, a lot of uh, anger and a lot of, but everybody hated Nixon and LBJ like you can't imagine, I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, We went with LBJ right after the assassination of Kennedy uh, for five years, and then, wow, right into Nixon, we had him, and in the middle of his second term, there was Watergate, and the Vietnam War was cranked up to beat the band. Uh, Right, right. uh, So it was a very, very tumultuous time, uh, forgetting about all the assassinations that were going on in our country, which I've always believed were state crimes, um and you know those don't happen by accident The no. leaders we had got killed All right and you know and so this is part of just thinking about what i wanted to write i had this in my mind for years and years this is not something that just popped into my head you know i was in love with uh, buddy holly and uh i always saw that as a metaphor a moment of some kind that nobody else did frankly i gotta tell you um what the song did was to magnify that
3: event because I'm telling you, it was forgotten a week after it happened. Yeah, I mean isn't that that is a. It's funny you bring that up, Don, because I was thinking that very, very thing. I was 15 years old and watched my neighborhood burn to the ground in 1967, uh, and the neighborhood has never, to this day, all those businesses down Plymouth Avenue from the river to the city limits—they all burned down, and none of them ever came back. Uh, it's very very sad
13: well we can't have that again you know we just can't um, it's uh, a dumb thing for some reason but uh, when we get really mad we burn down our uh, our own house you know <laughs> I don't get it but <laughs> you know it seems to be what they do and when we, when people get in the street you know they get really mad and doesn't matter they just go nuts it, it's like a you know, a horse. a horse has a certain level of civility, and then when he gets a little excited, it's a little okay. It's good. You know, the second level, we have, uh, above that, he's now he's really kind of look around and he's not quite listening. The third level, you're gone.
3: <laughs> you know, he's gone. <laughs> well, that's so true. So we
13: get to the level three, and everything, all civility, all uh, thinking about anything, just goes and. A lot of fear happens, and a lot uh, of—and that's what the environment was, um, you know, around the the building of that song and what I was trying to get in it, you
3: know. It was wonderful, you know. After you were on the morning show on Monday, I believe it was. Might have been—I don't think it was. I think it was Monday. I don't think it was yesterday. But after you left the show, because I was raving about the song "Wonderful Babies" because it's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Uh, It's a very short song, but. I, I played it uh, for our listeners and for the people on the show that had never heard it. They were just floored by how beautiful that song It It is a magnificently beautiful song.
13: Well, you know, I'm a throwback in a way. I, I love beautiful things. You know, I mm-hmm. love beautiful things. I love architecture, and I love antique furniture, and I love beautiful art, and uh, I love beautiful melodies, and... Fine automobiles, you um, name it. So that's what I love. And there's been kind of an effort toward ugly, uh, which has yeah. gone on uh, for a lot of years. Ugly and mean uh, has become sort of the coin of the realm in the music business. And it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, but what I have done in the past sort of stands out more than it did. Let's say if you were listening to James Taylor all the time, or or uh, Cat Stevens, or Elton John, or whatever all the time, and, and that was all there was. And, you know there was me. I was sort of belonged in there somehow. But now that so much of the other stuff, I think pretty songs, pretty melodies really stand out. And I think young people. Are looking for that, you know. They're, you know, looking for something to really love, you know, a song to really love or an artist to really
3: appreciate. I think you're absolutely right. And, and looking back to when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, and I'm a, you know, young American boy, and I'm starting to notice young American girls, and to hear lovely melodies about things like love and happiness and all the rest of it, really kind of helped me along with all. I was like, well, this. This is what I'm shooting for right here. What what he's talking about with her is what I'm looking to gain at some point in my life is that kind of relationship. But you don't hear a lot of those songs anymore, do you?
8: You don't hear a
13: lot of them. I still write them. Uh, the last album I did, Botanical Garden, has a lot of nice things on it. Yeah. You, want to, you want to play it sometimes. You should hear uh, When July Comes. Um, that's one of my favorites on the record. Um, it's very... It, it's really good. Uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, it's a good record. and um, But there are a bunch of others on there. Um, there's also a song that I, thats a pop song at the end. It's the 13th track on the record. Last Night When We Were Young. And this is the beautiful, this put me in the piano. And this is how songwriters were so talented. You had so many uh, Jewish songwriters who were brought up with the classics. And played the piano and really knew music, and they wrote the most beautiful melodies. When I was in Israel, I remember performing with the Israeli Symphony, and they had a lot of refugees from Russia, and that, and they had the most beautiful tone. I mean,
8: of their their violins,
13: and you could hear practicing going on all over town. Everywhere you listened out a window, there'd be somebody playing the piano or practicing the violin or something. So. You know, there was that. That's the way show business was in those days. Um, but uh, that's what I, I sort of uh, breathed that in <clears throat> when I was young. I was home quite a bit and uh, was always listening to everything on the radio as well as going through the stacks. So we only had 78 in those days. And uh, that's amazing, isn't it? i <laughs> looking you know. back, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it sounds like 1930, but it really, 78 were the records that you got, you know, until like mid-50s to
3: 45 came out. Yeah. Um, it is an amazing deal. A time-life project with Don McLean, a new digital initiative. Uh, Don McLean uh, makes 173 songs from 11 albums available. It is available now, as a matter of fact uh release on all digital streaming platforms uh with a new lifetime partnership don every time i see your name on the docket i'm happy because i love talking to you thank you so much for your time again today
1: oh yeah can i I ask him a question one one question Uh, before you go. yeah so um i always love hearing stories about the creative mind whether it's musicians or comedians and things like that when you're making a song like american pie or any of your other songs that you're proud of is there a moment where you kind of realize like this is going to be huge and you kind of really dive into that moment like oh that's going to be a huge song
13: the only thing I I'm not thinking about what it's going to be I'm thinking about do I feel the feeling I have in me when I when I start singing this thing I'm trying to catch a feeling that I have an emotion and uh, it's very complicated but I usually just sing right into the tape recorder I'll start you know fiddling around and just think something, you know, and, oh, I like that, I'll keep going, you know, and make it up as I go along, and then get a sort of a, a structure, and then repeat it, you know, if it's really good, and I've get, gotten the feeling, and then when I hear it back, it's got to give me the feeling I'm after, and there's so many diverse feelings, you know, a, a wonderful baby feeling is not a Vincent feeling, a Vincent feeling is not a, oh, right. a, a crossroads feeling, so you're, you're out, out for something specific that you want... Come back
3: to you when you hear that. Yeah, no. makes total sense. Don, please come back soon. And when you come to town, I, I, we got to come and see you. No question. Come come to town soon. We'd love to see you. Well, as
13: soon as I can catch a plane, I will. <laughs>
3: Sounds good, sir. Thanks for your time again today. Okay. bye. Bye. We'll take a break. We'll be back with the final segment right after this.
12: Oh my
11: god, remember when so many. Oh no. oh no. there we go. Remember when so many dance teams danced to this song? Oh yes. Oh my god. Well, I'm, I'm playing
2: this because it is my son's 16th birthday. Happy,
1: oh, birthday! happy birthday. Oh, is this, yeah, this the is Bump It Up song? The
2: Bambalam. Bambalam, and
1: Bump it up. <laughs> Guys, I don't know. <laughs> oh no, I've only what heard this at, at high school, like, <laughs> palm competitions for dance. Yeah, like that
2: is so cute. A tear. Car and you'd be like, play the lamb song. But, yeah, he turns 16 today.
11: Wow, I can't 16. Happy birthday. Is he going to get a license, or is he like Andy and doesn't want to drive until no, he's 50? 100.
2: right now, everything's so screwed up with the whole school shutdown. Yeah, he, he got his permit, and, like, we were supposed to set up to get him the behind the wheel right after spring break. Well, mm. they shut schools down a week before yeah. spring break, and they haven't been back since, so everything's been delayed. I mean, uh my stepdaughter, she's supposed to go get her permit test and mm-hmm. it just trying to,
11: it's, I know, my like long waiting periods. My new no. nanny is 30 years old and he doesn't have a license because he lived in New York for such oh, a long time right. and he, so you're, his mom drives him to work. You're manny. To our house. He's a nanny he's, he's our fairy god manny is what <laughs> Fairy god, god,
2: manny. god manny. manny. Yeah, yeah. 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 I and mean, <laughs> with
1: like the license and permit and stuff, like, you would think that it wouldn't be affected that much by COVID just because the DMV was always such a streamlined Right. Experience, but yeah, like you would think like that always. it would just be yeah. well, cut you, and dry. you couldn't going.
0: get your driver's license renewed. So, if mm-hmm. they're, I don't know how long that's going to be. Well, they yeah. Yeah, yeah. with
11: the whole what you call it, you know,
0: yes, the, the, the what is. you call it. That. No,
3: you mean the Tevin's people thing? <laughs> the, is that what you mean? No. The thing Tevin started, Te, Tevin kicked it off. <laughs> right. it well, they
1: just started the, the, real
11: ID. Oh, okay. yeah. the real ID thing.
3: Oh, the real ID, I hate that so much because
11: that was taking hours already for people to get. You know what I love about
3: that. So we as Americans, I was born here, grew up here, and because you brought so many immigrants here, now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Stop bringing immigrants here to work cheaper. There are 20 million people out of work,
1: okay? Yeah. And hire American. And if this is the real ID and what have I been using yeah. to pass? Because <laughs> so my yes. fake ID. Yes. has right. to have enhanced exactly security right. of
0: some kind.
3: Yeah. But you
2: can use a like passport
0: to,
3: to, yeah. as well.
0: So if well, passport's pass- also expired. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: see I have a passport well, you so, so I'm not do that online. pay the extra fee to get the I don't
3: enhanced. even think I'm going to get my real ID either. I got a passport and yeah. I got a driver's license. Yeah, you I
0: carry around a passport all the time. Why
3: not? Look at this.
0: Look at what I just there. drop it and break it.
3: I did. Did I do my 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 quiz with you guys about Paul being pulled over by the police?
1: The
0: popo.
1: Uh, you are talking about the JB one? JB thing? No, about the oh. one.
3: Oh, the one that I yeah, that's right. He He, he,
1: yeah. he, he was he, the one that started wrong. it. Yeah. You.
3: I don't think the pulled over white one. Man, what was it the? P-
11: took a black man's idea and now it's it your own.
3: Built upon it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> man, I'm so, thinking of starting to work with peanuts. <laughs> what was the? <laughs>
1: You mean. I make some TNT. George Washington Carver. Yeah. Oh,
3: there we go. Yeah. Oh my
0: god. I'm sorry, Andy <laughs> texted me so I was oh, Andy texted you. Fishing I, said, I asked him about the phone. I'm like it sounds like terrible wailing ghosts on the line. Oh. And he said, Ooh. "Sounds like the gain is too high." Yeah, I've made adjustments. I don't know if it's like a connection with the like bad
3: coins or, or something. We only have two more
1: calls So I yeah.
0: asked him, How's the trip? Not great, but I've had worse weeks. <laughs> oh
1: my <laughs> That's like God. the typical Andy answer. Really that means he's having is. a phenomenal I time. I right should have named really him is. <laughs> this is the most
11: fun he's ever. <laughs> had. He should have just said, I'm Eeyore. Home. No. We he could, is Eeyore. We're very different in that yeah, way. Yeah, well, every way, really. <laughs>
3: you think every way?
11: I. Andy and I
3: could not
11: be more different.
3: Unless I knew you guys were
0: brother and sister, I'd be
1: like, Yeah, they're not related. No, you're
0: both very family oriented, very honest. People, there's good things about both well, of you. Andy I'm not saying there's that, brand, you have, that you have, that you have <laughs> <laughs> that you in common. You, that you have in common. God, I try to say something nice and look what happens. It feels, <laughs> now you know
1: how it feels, Catherine. <laughs> <It laughs> that, that I
0: don't recall karma. anything being nice being said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Andy, is, Andy is more of a Brant, and you're more of a Bernard. There's no question about that. You don't see that? No. And even looks like your brothers. Well, he,
0: doesn't. Well, he is a lot like Daryl. Except yeah, Daryl's very talkative. Very, very talkative, very, like your you side. See, but he's but more like Terry's. like Terry not. from that side. Yeah, Terry. Yeah.
3: kind of a combination of Daryl and Terry. That's who he is. Yeah,
11: yeah. And I'm just
3: <laughs> Troy. <laughs> You're, just <laughs> You're Troy. Troy, my brother Troy. That's exactly <laughs> right. We were laughing about that with t- about Tony today about the fact that he doesn't open his mouth. I love that. Yeah. It's so
11: weird, though. What uncle that I've seen, what? 20 times in my life.
3: Who, Troy? Troy. You are a lot like him. We
11: talk Mm -hmm. the same. It's really weird. Yeah. You look
3: the same. You talk the same. That is true. I don't look like
11: Pat Sajak. (laughs) A little bit. He (laughs)
3: does look like Pat Sajak. That is true.
11: Excuse me.
12: (laughs) I was wondering where Pat Sajak (laughs) (laughs) came into this conversation. He He looks (laughs) looks like Pat like Pat
11: Sajak. Yeah. And I do not look anything like, I don't think so. His oldest brother looks just like Mark Twain. Yep.
0: For sure I yep. mean he could oh pass. god yeah he
3: looks like Mark Twain oh absolutely. my god
0: it's like what yeah it's really <laughs> weird You're this not, is <laughs> your brother Mark Twain <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes yeah, Mark Twain and then I came along and you know Brad Pitt, and then yeah, oh that's, I was
1: gonna I was gonna say Clooney, but Brad <laughs> Pitt, yeah, I think is oh, more. Don't say Clooney, <laughs> I
3: hate him now. He's over in Italy in some mansion talking about how horrible America is. At least, really? he, at least he make your money
1: right. And I mean, at least he like backed up his words and moved out of the country when yeah. all the celebrities that's said they were true. leaving. So yeah, that is true. He actually yeah, moved moving to,
0: to Bellagio is just a terrible place. What a poor, struggle, poor
3: man. Right, gonna <laughs> be able to make it. In he Bellagio. really showed us. <laughs> uh. It is absolutely true, but in any case, uh, yeah. Troy, uh, who got a strength? Frank Gorshin, I remember.
8: Oh, Frank remember Gorshin, Frank Gorshin?
2: Yeah.
3: You don't no. remember that he was the, he, was no, the he did some of the best impressions ever. He played the original Riddler Riddler in Batman. Oh, okay. The TV show Batman. Still don't. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't
1: pick Frank Gorshin out of a two-man lineup. with Greatest Oprah part Lynch. of it
3: is, I say lineup. on the Frank Gorshin was going to come into the studio, right? So I said, yeah, I'm talking about this, one. I said, oh, God, Frank Gorshin's going to be on later on today. I really love that guy. He's amazing. Plus, in fact, he looks just like my brother Troy, right? So about an hour later, there's the door goes off. They go out and get him. Here comes Frank Gorshin with a cigarette in in the building. He's smoking a cigarette, blah, blah, He sits down. I go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Frank Gorshin. He goes, don't I look a lot like Tom's brother Troy? <laughs> <laughs> it
6: was hilarious. He uh, heard me talking about. It, it
3: was very, very funny.
2: <laughs> Every time I hear about that, I go back to that Gilbert Godfrey oh, thing God. that you said. Oh my it God! Was, was it Caesar that liked orange peels chucked at his bare ass or something? Yes, like Caesar Romero.
3: Yeah. You yeah. yeah. like people to throw <laughs> sliced oranges at his ass? Not Julius Why? Caesar. I,
1: I like, is this a sexual I, thing?
3: Yeah. Is, uh, I think so, yeah.
1: What? what?
3: He, he used know. to have guys Why slice orange up
1: oranges peel. and throw them at his anus. And is it just oranges? Or like, do we add those? bananas? Okay. it okay. yeah. no, It had to be, Clementines. Clementines. Clementine's. I think
3: had
2: like be orange. Clementines? Oh, okay. It had
3: to, be, had to be mandarin oranges. <laughs> <laughs>
2: such an just, odd request. And I, how do you I figure
1: would, out that you like that? I
0: don't know.
2: That's, that's, you know so so I the other night? Yeah. So
1: that's
0: about like, like did it happen it's on like, accident Has everybody first? been where? seeing the uh, photo of the guy that shoved his charging cord up his pee-pee? His
3: urethra. Why? That thing is
0: like this one. So long. people They're, like all kinds of things. Kevin. There
1: needs to be like a special area of town. <laughs> where
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <just> Those people.
1: <laughs> you go live there, all right? Fetish city over there. And also, if you like... How would you get up
11: there?
0: I mean, it was up
3: he there. He had to show it, oh, was in his, it ended up in his bladder. That's and do you, why you
1: cut, like, the part that plugs into your phone off yeah, first? Yeah,
11: and then... <laughs>
1: and then...
3: We have
11: questions.
2: I have a lot of questions, <laughs> then,
3: Wouldn't this, like, fit in there at first? You know, why? I don't know. I would assume oh. so. And, yeah,
1: there's... Yeah.
3: He had to use something like a piece of wire to shove it up there. I don't even yeah. know how to. like a well, coat well, yeah.
11: hanger. No, it, Michael's. A squiggly wire wouldn't go up
3: there.
1: No. Right? Like do you undo like a wire coat hanger? <laughs> I think
0: so. I think so. <laughs> <Okay>.
11: Michael's dad.
0: <laughs>
3: right on the money.
11: do mic.
3: That's really nice. you are talking about shoving stuff up no, your Michael's, dick. You no, know, Michael's dad. No, <laughs>
11: listen to my story. <laughs> Michael's dad is a doctor.
9: Yeah, very nice. He's an expert. He's, an expert. he's an expert, and he
11: <laughs> did uh, his whatever rotation in emergency room internship. Oh, care, I'm sure he's seen whatever.
1: some certain things getting Residency. pulled out of bodies. Up
11: an entire pineapple, somebody shoved up their ass. A
2: pineapple. Yeah. How? That's,
1: How? A shoving, That's baby. yeah. How?
8: And it's got like the stuff on the
1: edges. That edges. <laughs> that That's gotta hurt. In the world. And if, when you're like dating somebody, at what date do you introduce that into the relationship? I know, this right?
11: Is something.
1: <laughs> Hey, baby. It's uh, right you're a great kisser and all, but yeah. <laughs> see that pineapple over there? Yeah, yeah
3: That's, cool. that's, that cool. that's that got to go does somewhere. I'm okay
1: cool. with that. You start singing
3: <laughs> so, pina colada while you're oh,
1: shoving it up the wall. They love your oh <laughs> pina coladas and dancing in the rain. Oh my Whole God. new meeting.
11: God. Yeah. So
0: weird. Uh, I had an aunt I that was an emergency room nurse for a while before she went to surgery. And she, I remember. I was, I don't even know. Maybe twenty five, and she was over, and I'm like, and it, you just started hearing about people putting light bulbs up their mm-hmm. rectums mm-hmm. and this and that, and I was like, it's probably not true. Who would do that? Because oh, right. you might bleed oh, out, you might die you yeah. right. do something. These are the things that they don't consider. <laughs> so I'm, ha- I'm having this conversation <laughs> with like my person, mother, man. my yes. father, and my my aunt is just sitting there going. <laughs> oh yeah, with <that's... laughs> the knowing, uh, yes. Yeah
9: yes they, do. Yep. Yes.
3: Yes.
0: Yes, they do. It. It Yeah. yes oh, I have a,
1: a stripper friend that was on our profession confession show and she talked about like shoving hairspray bottles in places that they shouldn't go. And hey, yeah, she was like, Yeah, she was like, Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I've ever like stuck inside myself. And I was like, That is ridiculous. And and really, to me, it was
3: that, a piece of Charmin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was about as bad as ever was got. Was that a,
0: for a request that she did it for money like, or it was I, just something to she do? She
1: was just like, I think it was she had like her, like an OnlyFans or Snapchat premium online thing and somebody oh, commented yeah, on it. Yeah. And I was like, Do you leave like the cap on? <laughs> <or do you laughs> the is the it
2: do you put a right. is, it, is it like the so
1: bottom first, tapers. so it doesn't like spray inside? Like, yeah, was there's an aerosol or, or pump. See, yeah. was, it,
11: <laughs> f- was it a new bottle of no perfume? <laughs> like, was, was it cologne? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: remember, yeah. there was that one men's cologne that was shaped exactly like a penis. There the are so was.
0: many oh women's cologne. Are uh, there women's colognes? <laughs> women's perfume? Yeah. In absolutely.
3: penis bottles?
0: Yes, absolutely.
3: Yeah, because I remember that was shaped just yes, just
1: like a penis.
2: Yeah, so weird. People are
1: weird. All right, People I'm going to go home sure. and vomit. <laughs> Light a few Gwyneth Paltrow candles and go play with Parnas.
3: See
11: what can fit I made
3: there. a candle that smells like my vagina. First of all, how would you know that? I can't bend she's over that flexible. far at the
0: way. <laughs> a lot of yoga.
1: <laughs> a, lot a lot of yoga. yoga. A lot of yoga. The first one, a like... Fan. The first one's made. <laughs> she's like, no, it needs not a, right. not more. Not musk. Right,
11: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More musk. More
3: oh, musk. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah, going she's home. She's <laughs> sitting there Good with a the fan. Yeah. More
0: More musky. More musky. More, <laughs> musky.
1: more, that more sweaty. That doesn't smell anything like my vagina Also, anymore. does she release, like, seasonal candles? I think she does. Okay.
3: God. You mean, like, this. That time of the Yeah, month, or right? like oh. pre
1: and post oh. workout oh candles. God. At least yeah, you yeah. can get oh. a whole line going Pre and you post, don't post, don't post? Don't yeah, pre post workout? Yeah. Pre and
8: post workout. i